Welcome to Design to Thrive podcast. This is a space where teachers and school leaders and community partners come together to talk about the great things that they're doing to create schools where all kids are seen, they are um, empowered, they are positioned for success. And today we have on the show, Mr. Principal Derek McCoy. Um, he has over 20 years of education experience. He's been a math teacher, he's been an AP, he's uh, been a principal, and um, he empowers individuals, but also teams to transform their schools, to transform their practices. And uh, we've got some more here. Uh, he was the NAA, NAASP Digital Principal of the Year. Um, he's gone to the Capitol to talk to them about middle school education. That is his specialty um, in specifically addressing the critical needs of uh, middle schoolers. Um, he's in a culturally and linguistically diverse um, school. And, and last but not least, um, he is the co-author of a great book, The Revolution. It's time to empower change in our schools. Um, with um, him and Darren Elwin. Did I pronounce that correctly? Elwain. Elwain. So mm -hmm. welcome, welcome. Well, and, and just to let you know, I, I grabbed him on the show because um, out here in these Twitter streets, I was seeing the, the, what he was putting out. And then I went and looked him up and then I started reading this book and I was like, oh my good gravy, we got to get him on. <laughs> so, um, so welcome. So Derek, um, if you could please just introduce yourself. And if there's anything else that you want to add or expound upon, um, you've got the floor. Well, good evening, Ms. Frazier. Good evening, um, <clears throat> good evening community. Uh, as Ms. Frazier said, my name is Derek McCoy. I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you. Always happy to share and connect. Um, education is my passion, but uh, education is all of our passion, uh, no matter what, what we do. But for teachers um, and educators, people who work in the school at all levels, um, kids are kids. Their learning and their growth is our passion, and and part of and part of everybody's mission. Uh, so I'm happy to be a part of your journey, a part of your growth and shift in um, learning to serve kids well. Uh, we're gonna. I, I know um, Ms. Frazier is going to bring a great talk to it, and we're going to have a, a wonderful talk. But um, part of my uh, ongoing talk, uh, my ongoing mission, and my and my passion, my joy, is really getting into what we need to do, who we need to be, uh, for the sake of our learners, uh, creating learner-centered environments that will help them thrive and empower them to be the citizens and the learners they need to be and not who we who we want them to be or who we were um, sought to create or we were sought um, to have been when we were in school. So thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I know this is gonna be a great talk. Yes, I appreciate you. And you can definitely call me Alyssa. You can definitely call me Alyssa. You know, I've been you, Alyssa. For, uh, Yeah, come on, come on. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Please, call, please call me Derek. Okay. Okay. Um, so 
the last part of what you said really struck me because um, as educators, right, folks, our, our kiddos come to us and um, we do, we design them, we, we create these spaces for them to be the, the, the version of them, right, that we want them to be. And the whole thing about cultivating them and to um, who they are um, to be, like that alone is like, nobody asked me and said, hey, I see this thing in you, right? They didn't, they didn't, right? And so um, that, you just kicking it off, kicking it off for us. Um, yeah. But I know that, that the Derek McCoy that is here right now, um, like there was a journey, right? And so I'm interested to know from you, um, what were some kind of pivotal points for you um, as you kind of discovered, yes, I wanted to be, did you always want to be a math teacher? Yes, did you see yourself in, you know, doing uh, teacher leadership and, and admin? Kind of talk to us a little bit about your journey. I'm happy to share. Um, and uh, towards the end of this talk, we're going to come full circle back to um, what we do for learners uh, because we all have those formative experiences that uh, helped shape us and put us on a mission. And then, you know, what I believe to be what God, um, I, I was, I, I was watching a, pro, a promote a promo for a movie uh, for, I think for Mahalia Jackson. And, I, and one of the quotes, I haven't seen the movie, but, but one of the quotes in the promo was, I think, um, I don't thank God for my voice, but I thank him for my mission. So I think that applies, I think that applies. Come on, come on with that mission. <laughs> so, so, uh, so how about this for some uh, pivotal points or some formative experiences for Derek McCoy? Uh, and I wrote about, I wrote about this person in the book. Uh, I was uh, a, um, uh, I'm the last of 10, um, we were, we were a, uh, oh, eight, you're, you're eight, eight, you're the last eight. Okay. Um, I grew up in a rural farming community in Georgia, um, <clears throat> humble, but happy life. Um, always, you know, we were taken care of, uh, but, and, and smart and smart. So, but also I, I, I think, um, um, and not to bash teachers. I, I know the name of all my teachers, K, still K-12. Uh, I love them intentionally and honestly, and they did the best they could. Um, but I was also, but I, but I was also um, the part of a marginalized system in that, a system that marginalized, in that hyper, like to talk, uh, but could read well, smart. Uh, so by third grade, my teachers wanted to put me in in, um, in special ed classes, EC classes. My mom was a para pro at my school. Um, uh, she wasn't having any of it. And again, by God, the, this rural school hired a third grade, hired a teacher for third grade who was a diagnostician and a gifted teacher she tested third grade students, which is, you know, that's the grade, that's the grade we test. That's it. Come on. And she says, nah, Derek's not special ed. He's, you know, y'all not teaching him how he needs, how he needs to be. So 
uh, that point right there, just as a formative experience about um, young black, and again, I know all my teachers, I love all my teachers, but inherited that they inherited and they were part of a system that didn't uh, personalize, didn't uh, teach me, teach Derek to Derek, or teach Derek how Derek needed to be taught. Um, high school, for, and, and I'm skimming through this, I know hor it's, it's horrible, but just to get to it, fast forward to high school, met some great, uh, great teachers, some people who saw potential in me, uh, who helped me, um, you know, coming from a, a, a lower performing uh, seven, eight experience and helped me get to those classes where I, where I thrived, you know, where, and, and, and it was great. Uh, I was part of a high school program, program that uh, was for first generation college students, upward bound, um, a teacher, a French teacher, and I didn't take French, I didn't take French, a French teacher took me on his wing and he was a formative, he was a formative part of my life uh, through college. Uh, I was a political political science major. So in college, I was a political science major. But every job I had, so, you know, again, God putting us on the, on the mission. Every job I had in college, every, I'm sorry, every summer I had a job tutoring math uh, to middle schoolers. Boom. Love that. Yeah. Graduated, with, graduated with, with a political science degree, uh, got married, went to Atlanta, was going to become this PhD and, and such and such took one class in graduate school and I said, this is the boringest thing. Uh, <laughs> my ex, she, um, I, I credit her for saying, you know, you don't like this, do what you're passionate about. You know, you like math. So I fell into easily a, uh, a middle school math job where next pivotal, next pivotal point was having a, a principal leader, uh, her name is Dr. Sandra DeShazer. I credit her for a lot of my uh, leadership influence along with Homer Thornton, Sharon Gay, <clears throat> for um, just giving me a, an intense role, model, intense role models for um, building relationships with students, you know, knowing kids. Uh, getting out of the textbook and knowing kids. Fantastic experience. Um, so uh, then next pivotal, uh, next pivotal experience was, and I, this would be the last one I talk about, is joining Twitter. So you mentioned, the, you mentioned what I share on Twitter, whatnot. I'm going to say that um, God is bless me with my career and some and, and some acknowledgments and, and accolades absolutely none of the, them would have happened and i would not be enlightened like i am today had it not been for me joining twitter slash social media getting with different groups of people getting that pln getting that, that going building up that pln come on and changing my thinking oh yes supporting me yes me, pushing me, yeah, showing me, yeah. Um, I it it 
Our PLN was better than grad school. Come it, on now. Come it, on. Please. Just uh, nothing. I mean, um, I met when I when I when I when I joined PLN, I, I was a, I moderated several uh Twitter chats. Yes. So yes. I tell you so <laughs> that I met people, met people like Dr. Anthony Muhammad. Oh, he's great. Art Whitaker. Amazing. Robert Marzano. Yes. Uh, Eric Schinniger now. Yes. Um, my, my boy Dwight Carter. Um, Jimmy Casas. You know what? I, 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 I'm leaving uh, Sine Bell, um, Marlena uh, Taylor. I, I'm a, I'm, I am missing thousands of people. Yes. I'm not doing them just, not doing all my friends justice. Yes. Uh, but these are dynamic people and they push. And they, they do. Yeah, they do. And they support. And they have help. And they, but they don't push you in a direction. They just push you. So I, so not only is this encouragement for people out there to join Twitter and, and join your PLN, uh, it is encouragement for you to find, commit to finding your mission commit to really understanding your mission and then doing what you can and need to, to, to make a difference with your mission. So uh, those are some of the, those are some impactful informative experiences of mine. Yeah, those are, those are tremendous. Those are tremendous. Uh, And the foresight uh, and the positioning of people in your life and being responsive, right? Because you can have folks that are around you and push you, but you have to say, you know what? I'm going to try this, or I'm going to think about this a little bit right. different, or I'm going right. to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get quiet with right. my, with myself because right. I, I know you're, you know, it's, I, I know you're an amazing leader, but I know you're an amazing teacher and, and we build up systems, right. And we have approaches and we have things that we do. Right. And so for you to say that, man, they were pushing me and you were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk with you. That is a, that's a choice. You, and, and you have to approach this like your comfort zone. So you have to be ready to say, I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this. And then you have to move forward regardless. Uh, growth, and this is cliched, I know, uh, you know, uh, this is cliched, but growth doesn't happen in our comfort zone. Um, our comfort zone is, is about stagnation and, and is about status quo, uh, which, which comfort zone is okay. It's okay. It's okay to be, it's okay to catch your breath. There's nothing wrong with that, but you don't, you can catch your breath in a comfort zone, but you don't breathe in a comfort zone. Uh, That's breathe- it. Growth, breathing is growth, and and have all that is about your PLN. Uh, when you are my P, my I love my PLN because they weren't telling me. I wasn't necessarily looking for people to uh, validate my thinking, and they didn't. <laughs> so if you're in a good PLN, uh, you're going to get some challenges, and you should. You should. You should defend. You should um, be ready to change. You should ask why. You should question. 
and it should be tough for you because at the end, at the end, at the end, and, and I'm going to tell you, uh, listen, this is a problem that I'm, not a, uh, that came out wrong. This is something I've been mulling over recently. At the end, <clears throat> if you aren't putting the work in, then what's the point? So, Come on with that work. Come on, that internal work, that pushing so, yourself. Come on. So, so, so check this part out. So check this part out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm creating, I'm, I'm on a project regarding this thought right now, right? So we're, a lot of us are doing work with race and equity, right? A lot of us are doing work with race and equity. Yep. But, but what's the point, and, and this is a little facetious. This is a little facetious. I know this, and this is, um, this is a little specious to say, but are we doing, are we doing all this work for self-growth and for personal development and still going back to a fundamentally marginalizing system? Are we, so am I reading all these books? Am I hearing all these great talks and blah, 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 blah. But am I still going back to my classroom and teaching whole group, which marginalizes, which, uh, and using standardized tests to identify kids, which, ex which are racially biased. And I'm still doing those same things. So, um, there, there's a point where we have to do, have to, when we know, as we know better, we have to do better. So that's, that's one thing that I credit my PLN with. And that's one yeah. thing that, that and th those are some of the conversations that I look to get started. Yeah. I think that, um, those are really tough conversations to have. Um, but they're needful. They're needful, um, because we perform. Right. We perform for each other. We perform for our for our uh, parents. We perform for for the folks. And, you know, if you go to church, you perform for the people in church. And we've we've gotten comfortable. Right. With posturing to say that, oh, you know, I've got all of these A's or, oh, I've got all of these, you know, this this marks or I've got a, like we, we we use those. Right. And so yeah. it, it causes folks to have to sit back and say, wait a second what value am I ascribing to this? Who is supporting, who am I supporting, you know, in this, like to your point, am I supporting myself in these, 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 these antiquated ways, right? Um, and then how am I moving forward efforts to say to the people that I'm electing, right? Putting in these offices to say like, let's do more. We can do more. It's not just a system. The system is built by people. Ooh. So, um, you know, I was about to say, don't get me started talking, Come on. talking, about, talking about elected officials, but um, we, that's, that is a whole nother thing, but, but for the educators out there, I want to talk about something very specific, like, I want to talk about some very specific things, like, how are you designing learning and lessons in your classroom? If you, if we are still, still designing and delivering largely whole group instruction, we know better. Yes. We, we know, and we know better about the marginalization. We know, know better about 
we're not teaching to what kids need. So if we're doing all these, all this work for self-awareness, doing all this work for enlightenment, and we're still uh, subscribing to some of these old antiquated practices, uh, and there are a lot now, you know there's a lot, there's a lot, but if we're still doing it, then what are we doing? So that's, that's part of, that's a lot of where conversations need to start these days. You know, uh, not just, it's not just we start talking about race, but we talk about, I think we can all, we, we need to talk about things we are doing that perpetuate or that perpetuate marginalizing practices for groups of kids. Yeah. And I love that because the, the discussions um, need to be ongoing. And we need to examine, you know, our role in it. You yeah. Know, it, yeah. Because it. come on, come on. That's right. It. That's it. The design That's it. of it. I mean, even, even, even what you've said, which is how do we design learning environments, right? Um, we just design our homes for function, right? We design, we, we have light that we let in. We have light that we close off with our draperies that we use, right? There, there are uh, mechanisms that we use in a certain, that we set up in a certain way to get a certain outcome. And so as we talk to people, come on, you hear me. As we talk to people about the intentional design, it's not just something you're doing. It's something that you're reinforcing when you, when you do these scope and sequence and lesson plans and the way that you speak to students. Come on, come on, interrupt me. You got me going. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm sitting on my hands, but, but you know, you, you, you preach and you call it out. That, that's right. You, what, I mean, the p- pacing itself is by, by design. By design, yes. By des- pacing in itself by design discounts individual needs, right? Whole group instruction by design is teaching to the middle by design so a bigger point and this is this is a part that uh my co-author darren l elwain uh, you know his uh, he's been in his school for eight years um that his school exemplifies personalized learning but instead of the whole group instead of the whole group instruction we know about personalized learning we know about it. Come on. We know, we know about it. And if you don't know about it, you know about personalized learning. You, we know about personalized learning. So the shift that needs to happen, why aren't these shifts happening? Now, and, 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 and I'm not saying this to blame, and this is what I was saying about the elected officials. I'm not saying this to blame an elected official that you won't see in your school. That's, I don't want to say that's a cop-out, but no, we can, we can do better than that because we know better than that. Uh, we know that we can implement some things right now that will make a difference for the learners. And that's, and because that's what we're talking about. That's why we're doing this. We're not, we're not doing this. This is not change for the sake of change. We know how the brain works. 
we know how the brain works. Um, this is one thing that I say, this is, and this is why I keep saying, I love my K-12 teachers because they did the best they could, all right? Um, but in 20, 2021, we know how the brain works. We do. We can Google standardized tests and how they uh, marginalize kids. We can Google marginalized practices. We can Google all these, and I should stop. We can web search all these things. So once, once we've done that, we know better. We know it. Then once we know better, we should do better. That's, that's where we are. That's, that's where I think we are. I love, you know, I'm with you. 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 Um, and I want to back up just a little bit because you said something that was, you said a bunch of stuff, but um, <laughs> we talk about um, what it means to be culturally responsive. I wanted to touch on that and I wanted to um, kind of ask you, what is it, what does it look like? to be culturally responsive in your context or what, is that, what does that mean to you? Um, and maybe even how does that connect to that personalized learning that you're passionate about? Well, I would, um, I would say there are so many layers to this that um, th there's, there's so many layers to that that, that, there, that people shouldn't feel like there is one framework for it or, or one application that's going to work for in all different situations. Agreed. Here, here's a, here is here, a great piece to, culture, to being culturally responsive that I love sharing that, uh, that, that, that hits the mark for me. So <clears throat> again, I, um, I was born and raised and grew up on a rural farm in, in middle Georgia. Um, so, you know, uh, grew up on the farm. I grew up on the farm, you know. But I, and and we we didn't have a lot of money, you, you know. I'm the last of ten kids, you know. So, but when I started teaching, I started teaching at Bear Creek Middle. Shout out to Bear Creek Middle. Um, I I was a sixth grade math teacher. I was a sixth and seventh grade math teacher there during my time there. And this is a um, we're right outside of Atlanta. We're right outside of Atlanta. So when people, um, when I was hired or people in, or teachers in the school, when we had to have talks and, and, this, and, and we, were, um, we were largely black, had, had a large black population. But, teach, but people were like, um, you know, well, Derek's a black male. He can talk to he can talk to black boys. Guess what? Fresh off the farm, fresh off the farm. Love that you said that. Keep going. I fresh, yes. Uh, I think I has. I think I still has some straw in my mouth when I walked in the first day. You know, just joking. But um, now, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I know I'm black. Don't get don't get me wrong. But. My, but my experience growing up is way different from, from, the, from the students that are in my room, okay? Um, my love for kids doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I don't know anything about where they grow up, okay? And I struggle. 
I, we had struggle in my family uh, coming up. They have struggle in my family coming up. Struggle is not the same. Not, uh, struggle is not the same. So being culturally responsive starts with knowing, knowing, not seeing a color, not only seeing the color. Let me be very clear about that, okay? We have to see color. But knowing where and how the kids in front of us are living, okay? Knowing where and how they are. And that's not me. That doesn't mean I'm aware. Like, I know this apartment complex and I know this, uh, these trailer, this trailer park. Not being aware, knowing. So are you talking to your kids? Have you driven through? Yes. Have you... Have you um, have you visited? Have you yes. seen? Have you had parents in? Yes. Have you, have you talked to? Have you gone out in the community? Yes. Despite despite this clean shaven look, I love yes. popping on barbershops. Yes. I do. You know it. So yes. so one black one black community is not is not. All, it's not all black communities. Yes, I was just just criticizing somebody. We're not a monolith, you know. Absolutely, it's not all the same. So uh, you have to be. You have to know the, the. You have to know the kids sitting in your seats. In yes. Front of you. Yes. Now, the other part, <clears throat> the other part we get to is, um, how do you like to dot dot dot? That's it. So. Uh, Alyssa, how how do you like to read? Yes. Where do you like to read? Yes. When do you like listening? To, do you like listening to music when you're reading, do math, when you're talking, whatever? Yes. Uh, when you are struggling on schoolwork, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Yes. Um, when I do X, how does that make you feel? How do, how do you respond to that? What, what was one of the best things your teacher, your, your last year teacher did? What was one of the worst things your last year teacher did? Come on, yes. I mean, when you contrast that to the one worksheet that we put in front of kids that says, what's your favorite movie? Where, did you go to the beach? Um, what's your favorite color? Or that one Kahoot that we play. <laughs> and no, not, not knocking Kahoot. Kahoot is awesome. You know, Kahoot, you know, we love you. But we cannot, getting to know kids, and I'm going to, and, and I'm a middle school champion, all right? And I'm going to say, getting to know middle schoolers, getting to know middle schoolers, that's not an hour, that's not a worksheet. Uh, that's not the greatest kahoot that you can do, even though although even though those are part of it, those are part of it. Uh, I encourage people to use their digital tools, including kahoot. But um, that is, it should take a while, and you should plan on it taking a while. Uh, it, 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 and get it, ready for that tension. We're talking get about ready for that tension. We're talking about getting to know somebody on a deep level. That's it. Come on. How is that going to be 
an hour. And then if we're talking, then we're talking about gathering information that we will use to help them on their journey for the rest of the year and that we will share with other teachers while they're at our middle school. So yeah, come on. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about building a profile that is- Dynamic. That's right, dynamic. It cannot be a worksheet that you, throw, that you will throw away. It cannot be. I would encourage everyone, um, <clears throat> a great resource, and we reference this, uh, we reference her in our book, Barbara Bray. Uh, she has a book, she, she's co-authored a book called How to Personalize Learning. Um, and she, rightly so, talks about taking that time to get that learner profile. You, you have to. Um, if you're trying to limit it to a number of questions, you're not trying to get a profile. You're trying to kill an hour, right? Um, I, we gotta, that has to be part of our mission. It, 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 getting to know our kids. You know what? Um, they tell Jimmy Costas, uh, Jimmy Costas has a saying, the three most important things an educator can do, can, fo can focus on is relationships, 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 all right? Um, and that, and as a school leader, I need to, I need to know my teachers. That's, that is ongoing. That is, I'm still getting to know my teachers. Yes, come on. You know, from getting a year to now. Yeah. That's, that's not, um, you know, pre-planning exercise. You know, a fit, stand up a name of favorite. I mean, a fun spot you went to. Yes. Please. That's. Um, when when I tell when I when we're talking to teachers now about changing their about shifting from lesson planning yes. to finding learning experiences. That's it. Design those learning experiences. Come on. That is that is Ooh. fundamental unlearning and relearning. Oh, that's fundamental unlearning. That is it. That is so, it. So what do you do when it gets tough? What what do you, what do, you do in this tough time? Yes. So, this, and this is not just us modeling for them how these conversations to have with kids. This is truly us getting to know them so that we can support them. Yeah. That is a fundamental shift from, now again, my teachers, I love my teachers, my K-12 teachers, and I absolutely assume the best for all of them and know that some of them earnestly love me. Yes. That. I get that. How many knew me? Yes. How many knew me? Uh, that is the part where we have to get to and really make a shift in <clears throat> what school is as opposed to what it can be. Yes. 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 Because again, we know better. Yes. We can do better. We can. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so I wanted to shift a little bit and I wanted to talk about the, the, the right now, right? We are right now in the time of COVID still. I've been saying this for a long time, right? Like we're doing, we just started COVID. Uh, we were still in the COVID, right? So um, we're, we're in wave and wave and wave, right? So how have 
you and led your your school and and your teachers um, adapted to um, the challenges that COVID has presented. Um, how have you adapted, or how have you continued even what what you were doing, and kind of um, how have you continued to move that shift um, towards more personalized learning, towards the design, the designing that you're you're speaking of. So what we, I, uh, I'm the proud principal of North Ashboro Middle School. Uh, this is my first year there. It's my first year there. And I'm, I am very happy to be here because when I started, uh, the, te the teachers who have been there for a while, it, it's, it's a staple in the community. People, you know, I'm at a great school. I really am. And the teachers there wanted they want a different direction. They want to go in a different place. They earnestly want to, all right? So for us, it's not a struggle in fighting personalities. It is how do we get to, how do we get, what is a better, number one, what is a better place? Why is it a better place? How do we get there? So <clears throat> I'm very happy and fortunate to uh, be able to come in and really the first part of what we've been doing, Alyssa, is just is just talking about why we need to change. Okay. Oh yeah, that foundation. Come on. So when we teach whole group, we marginalize kids. Alyssa, what do you call a lecture with uh, with a lot of funny jokes and with a lot of funny jokes from an animated person, a lecture. Yeah, still, still lecture. Still, um, does it matter that the teacher knows all the answers to the question that he or she is asking? So we're able to ask all these questions and we're able to point these out. And we also, so, what I commit to is explaining why and explaining why we have to abandon some things and unlearn some things. That is a pro that is a problem. That is the deepest, that is a biggest, a big barrier, a, the deepest chasm that we have for creating, for sustaining or seeing and sustaining fundamental change in schools is unlearning behaviors. So well, I, we could come in with a one hour, four hour, 10 hour training on cell phones, doesn't, whatever, you know, just whatever, it doesn't matter. That training will be great, but if that training is put on top of, like you're saying, foundation, that foundation of anti-cell phones, if you, if you have a great training that you put on top of a foundation, a great uh, cell phone training that you put on top of a deep-rooted anti-cell phone foundation, you know, you just, you're just going to wait for the rain to wash away that, that training. That's it. Yeah. So, so we have to unlearn or yes. dig up that foundation. Yes. And, and replace that foundation with the why. Yes. Yes. What's better? 
why is this better? Why is change better? Why is change better? So <clears throat> what, we, what we've done this year is we started off the year with a lot of one-hour PDs, but then we stopped about nine weeks in. Now, I, I have a strong curriculum background, a strong curriculum background. And I, I, was, I was also an instructional coach. So I love designing professional development. I love uh, coming up with good ways to push teachers, push adults, push adults. So we, um, we stopped doing PD for nine weeks and then we relaunched something different. So instead of a bunch of one hour uh, one and dones, we came up with four course tracks for teachers. But the, and these were, uh, these are 12, 15 out, 12 to 15 hours. Um, and they are, we're trying to go deep and we hitting on some, some different stuff. So we're, so my session is empowerment. How can, how, how can we empower kids? So we get into a lot of why we talk about whole group and we talk about real examples of, of what empowerment and personalized learning looks like in schools. We read, we do some specific examples. Um, anyway, so one group is on empowerment, one group is on growth mindset, one group is on building relationships, and we have a group on uh, culture and equity, uh, just, just, just equity. So teachers get to pick those, those four practices. We have, we have cha fundamentally changed how professional development is implemented in our school. Uh, so, so not only are we unlearning, we have redesigned how we relearn what's going to take that place. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. And um, yeah, I, I, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. Coaching through oh. the mindset, coaching through the, the, the tension and the, the, the excavating, right? And supporting through with that trust, right? Because that, that support is, I know we're in a vulnerable place right here, but I'm with you and we've got these tools and I'm, and you know, but, but we, we, we can't get off of this, right? Because it's too easy. It's too easy to go back. It's, again, if you pile the best PD yes. on an old school thinking foundation. That's it. Mindset, mindset work. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. That is the problem. I'm with that, you. So, um, we the one of the issues is that we uh, when we're when we're looking when we're looking at or talking about being culturally responsive, like most things, we we. When we think about a timeline, which we shouldn't be thinking about a timeline, when we think about a timeline, we want to see immediate because we want to say, oh, you know, there was a problem with, uh, with race or culture or equity in my school, but then we did this immediately. So we are good and we can be proud of. So 
We are proud of the effort, but we also need to be realistic in how deep-rooted and, and intensely ingrained thinking, practices, behaviors, beliefs um, are. You know, and that ain't got nothing to do with intention. And say nothing about intention. Come on, come on. Not, nothing about what you bent, what, you, what your intent was. Absolutely. And that, oh, I just can't. And I'm going to tell you, and and in most cases, I really don't even care what your intentions are. Nope. Um, All I when I talk to adults, I often say, you know, I'm not even talking. We're talking. You and I are talking. Don't get me wrong. You and I are talking. But I'm I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the kids that I know are in your class. Come on. In your school. Come on. Right now. Right now. That, that's um, when we talk culturally responsive, we, we like most things, we want to see immediate change. And be, because it does hurt, it does hurt. Uh, we, have, we, we assume the positive for everybody. We assume the positive for everybody. So everybody has best intentions for our kids. And, and we want, um, and, and we want to see conditions and situations for students improve immediately. We want to see that improve immediately. Uh, but we that cannot that timeline has to has to take secondary to real work. Real work and real change. I appreciate that. And um, that is a perfect way for us to close out the show. Um, it's a I, I can I, I'm feeling I'm feeling part two right now. I'm feeling it. We're going to schedule it. We're going to get you back. Um, I'm excited. I've been beaming over here and, and my, I got my, my, my face, uh, man, love it. Love it. Love it. So for folks, yes, yes, yes. So for folks that want to, um, tap into you that want to get a hold to you, um, tell them where they can reach you. I, um, if anybody wants to connect with me, I humbly say, uh, if you reach out, I reach back. That's no problem at all. Uh, I, I connect up. Um, helping, helping has become part of my mission for adults. Connecting, leading, and growing is part of my mission for adults. So uh, truly, uh, like we, we mentioned earlier, Twitter is is my go-to. So. You can find me on Twitter at McCoy Derek, M-C-C-O-Y-D-E-R-E-K. Uh, that is also my Instagram and my LinkedIn and my Facebook. Um, my So hit me up, all of them. I'm good to go. My email, if you want to shoot me an email, also good to go. It is DerekMcCoy.edu at gmail.com. Um, if you're, if your kids aren't having a good year, I'm not having a good year. So let's have a good talk and and let's see what we can do. I'm not guaranteeing answers. I'm just hopefully we not hopeful. I'm just saying we we can have a good talk. So let's do good stuff. I love it. I love it. And for, um, all the listeners out there, please know that, um, you are the change that you've been waiting for. Nobody's coming to get you. They're not pulling up in a bus. You are it. You are it. 
And so um, thank you so much for being here with us and listening and uh, keep on shining.